0: No Bull, powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to NoBull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone.
1: Let's go! And welcome to the Wednesday edition of No Bull with Chris, Crespin, and Simone. Jordan Simone, you heard there screaming in the background. After in our pre-show meeting, we told him to be as close to the microphone as possible. When he talks, he chooses to back away from the microphone scream hey, at you all do you want to you know, know everybody I'm doing so well
0: today up. why are you so fired you up know why Jordan, i'm fired
2: sorry? up why are you fired up is because i just got my package from Vanscaped, and my package is feeling good is that right yes i mean i you guys are i don't know if you've got your package yet but i already dove in i used the trimmer and everything
1: game changer
0: you could use it in the shower so- it's waterproof. So what, John? Um, can you
1: tell everybody what Jordan is doing there? Yeah, he, he because
0: we have not made the announcement yet. So what? We the hell? made the now's, announcement now's, yet. So thanks, Jordan. So we'll do it here time. on the top of the yeah, show. Now's a yeah, good time. Thanks, well, appreciate that, Jordan. But we'll be starting November one. We'll be uh, partnering up with Manscaped. Head to manscaped.com. We have the we have the uh, the code no bull, all caps, no space, no bull. Where you can get twenty percent off of any of you, anything you purchase, as well as free shipping at manscaped.com. Uh, we're gonna start November one. You're gonna start seeing them as part of the program, but I was told, and Jordan just spilled the beans, and that's fine. The uh, the code is already active. So if you go to you go to manscaped.com, put no bull in for your purchase, you got twenty percent off and free shipping. So Jordan Simone spilling the beans there, but that's all right. Let's go. I'm I'm happy you're excited for it, Jordan. I have not got the package. It's not, I have not it's got not the package no for my package yet.
2: So it's not no pole like Schubert out on the weekends. It's mm-hmm. no bull. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No bull. Playing all, golf, I'm playing golf again this weekend. So I'll probably do capitals, that. All yeah.
0: capitals. All capitals. No space. there. not so. what I was talking about. But all right. Let's <laughs> run with it. Yeah. So, I know. I know that's said, what
1: you weren't talking about. That's why I switched it back. Sean, uh, hey, can are you are play you the music for in the lead, please? <laughs> Schubert, you're you're said, the are, are you, you still hanging around? Goodness gracious. Are you, you still going down the mill? I'm trying to run. A just family-friendly broadcast here, Jordan, mm-hmm. okay? Look, I'm trying to tell people about, gracious. about the
2: smoothest gentleman. I got a couple of smooth criminals down under from Manscaped. Code no bull. Use it.
1: <laughs> All right, can you just mute him, Sean? Okay, and you know, I'll
2: just, I'll just continue our, on. I can just do the show. Let's find out what's All in right. the hey. lane, though. You <laughs> got to get on my level, Schubert. All right, go ahead. <laughs>
1: Leading off in the lead. Thank you, Jordan. Appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak here. World Series game one last night. The Los Angeles Dodgers was pretty easy for them. Mookie Betts had a pretty big game. They take a one nothing series lead. Clayton Kershaw pitches very well in game one. The Dodgers find themselves just three wins away from a World Series trophy. Gentlemen, is this the year that the Dodgers finally get over the hump and win that world championship?
0: You know, I, I, thought going into the this, we talked about this on uh, Monday's edition and I, I, told you that I feel they, uh, they will win this series. I know Shuber, you, you were backing the Rays there. Uh, Still I in. just, I just think the, the lineup and you saw it last night, you know, if you, if you get decent to good pitching, which they did from Clayton Kershaw last night, uh, that lineup is just too deep. I mean, the addition of Mookie Betts is it, he was, he was outstanding last night as well. It's just that lineup is too deep for me. Like, I, 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 I. I don't see how the Rays, in a seven-game series, are able to win this World Series. I just don't see it over this Dodgers team, as long as they get decent pitching. And I know a big question mark, can Clayton Kershaw pitch in the postseason? Uh, Yes, yes, the answer to that question is he can, and he did last night. And then when you combine that with the lineup that they have, forget about it. Um, I think the Dodgers win this series, and I said on Monday, I'll stick with it, five games.
2: Is Mookie Betts the most fun person to watch in the MLB? time he's pretty fun. He's not bad. Not bad at the baseball, Jordan. He's a good baseball player
1: yeah. and he's fun. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I'd agree. He is with fun. That he's game.
2: got he's just got a different swag about him, man, on the field. I mean, he's stealing second, he's stealing third, he's running around crazy, he's making plays left and right with his glove. And then he he hit a home run. First since September, I was like, I was like, dang, man, that's a long Wait a minute. That's like a, a month, month ago. ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah. <Not really laughs> like, that wait, that ago.
2: was at the beginning of the season, a month ago.
1: The 2020 season in Major League Baseball has uh, created some some differences from what we're used to seeing the extra inning rules that we had to get accustomed to during the year and the expanded playoffs that we saw play out at the beginning of this postseason. Rob Manfred says he would like that expanded playoffs and extra inning rules to stick beyond 2020 Sean, but Rob Manford can say whatever he wants. There's another uh, another signature that needs to go on that piece of paper, and that needs to come from the MLB Players Association and Tony Clark.
0: Which we always know that negotiations with Major League Baseball and the Players Association just go swimmingly, and there's never any hurdles. They have a flawless it's so track record. Easy to get all that kind of work done. I'll tell you this: I was against the added playoffs. I was against it in football as well in the National Football League because I always thought it was it was a a. An accomplishment in Major League Baseball to make the postseason, right? It was probably the most difficult of, of the four majors to make the postseason. The NFL was right behind that, but I got to be honest, I really enjoyed having ba- like the amount of baseball we had middle of the day for it's this fun. playoff run. Like it was actually a lot of fun. So uh, keep the expanded playoffs. Stop it with the runner at second. In oh, you're not a ex- fan? No, it's so dumb. Like I mean, I understood why you did it this year, right? You had it. You were playing a lot of doubleheaders. You were trying to cut back wherever you could, cut some corners on the amount of baseball you were actually playing because you were stacking these games on top of games to fit the schedule in. I get it. I understand it. But when you're getting to a point where the games are as important as they are, no, man, I, I, no, I'm i without it. Don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't want it. Give me the extra playoffs, but why do you have to change the integrity of the game just to speed it up? Listen, the problem with baseball in today's society has nothing to do with the overall length of game. It do, It doesn't. College football's never been longer. We push four hours sometimes. The National Football League is always three hours plus. It's not the length of the game. It's just the game itself doesn't lend naturally to today's mindset of, of, you know, your 20-somethings in America. It just doesn't. So putting a runner on second just to speed the game up doesn't do much for me. It really doesn't. I understand why they did it this year. you were cutting corners, trying to cut back everywhere you could in terms of the amount of baseball you might play in a single day. But I, I for long term, it does nothing for me. Forget about it. I don't need that. But I do like the playoffs. I do like the expanded playoffs.
1: Jordan,
2: I'm gonna be honest, man.
0: I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was just, I was just sitting there like a viewer, like a listener.
1: Listen to Sean it was like going, we were. It was like man, we were in a financial meeting this. using terms <laughs> like big terms on an investment call. Yeah, like, and then we turned it over for questions, and Jordan here. was like, "Mike, oh. could you uh, could you repeat that for me, everybody? <laughs> could, could, could we go over that one more time?" So, so here, so Jordan, let me give accurate. you the let me give you the first grade on this. Mm-hmm. So, in extra innings this year, they decided to in the tenth inning to put a runner on second base. So the person who made the last that would go on second base. So you'd have a runner starting out there to maybe speed these games up so we don't have 15, 16, 17-inning games. Sean, not a fan. I think you got that from what he was saying. I think there's a happy medium that can be found here of, listen, we don't want games going 18, 19, 20 innings, but my suggestion would be the 12th inning. Give me two innings of normal extra inning baseball, and then when we get to the 12th, all right, let's put a run around second base. Let's speed this thing along here. Let's try to get out of here before everyone's there for five hours and we, and we, we cut away to fans sleeping in the stands.
0: So kind of like the college football po- uh, overtime rule. In the 12, third overtime,
1: you got to start going for the, two? Yeah, yes. That yeah. is the okay. type of approach I'm, I'd
0: like to I major might buy that. Team. I might buy that. Better
2: idea. Better idea. At the 12th oh, inning, you give them corked bats or metal bats. Boom. Or steroids. Or steroids. <laughs> in check so having... during the game. <laughs> There have been talks
1: of doing like a whole derby style thing like after like the 14th or 15th inning that never took off. Or you
2: could even, stop changing. do this. You can only have five fielders in the game after the 12th inning. I mean, let's get creative, huh?
1: Coming from the guy who didn't know what we were talking about in general. Stop Um,
2: changing the game. Sorry, go ahead. Look who's calling me right now. The head coach at NAU
1: calling me. I gotta up. take Jordan one. is just taking this show completely just off the rails today. I-, I don't know if we're ever gonna get back on track. We're gonna try. He's just left, so mm-hmm. we're just, he's taking phone calls. The last thing for you in the lead here, Sean, uh, an award given out: Buda Baker, the NFC Defensive Player of the Week. I think you could have given it to the entire Cardinals defense for what they did to Andy Dalton and the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night, but a well uh, deserved honor for Buda Baker, who I think. He did get that big contract in the offseason, but I think he's starting to get that national recognition as one of the better safeties in the league.
0: I mean, he he deserves it, right? I mean, anytime you have a performance like that on uh, Monday Night Football at more of the national stage, people are going to start talking about you. And, And I know that when the contract was first signed, yeah, a lot of national reporters that were going Buda Baker, the highest-paid safety in the in, in, in the NFL. He doesn't even have an interception. I was one in of those career. guys. I
2: was one of those guys.
0: He's listen. He's and I and I kept telling you, there's two types of safeties, right? There's your more traditional Minka Fitzpatrick, which is fine. He's he's outstanding. And then there's the Jamal Adams type, where he's more of just a football player on the defensive side of the field, and you can put the man anywhere at the line of scrimmage, back in the secondary. You can have him play man coverage. He can play behind the line of scrimmage. Buda Baker, though he's not Jamal Adams yet, is that type of safety, though. And that type of safety in today's NFL with the spread offenses and the, and the way the game is played today is more valuable, I believe, when you have a guy that can cover that type of ground. I had no problem with the Arizona Cardinals paying him the, the way they did. Um, if you've been watching him here locally, you knew what kind of talent he can be and is. Uh, and now that he has that interception, I hope people get off his back. But man, he was tremendous. He was all over the field. He's one of those guys where you don't even have to watch the all 22 coaches' feed, and he just pops off the screen. You always notice him yep. on every defensive play because he's around the ball. He's forcing fumbles. He's breaking up passes. He's, you know what I mean, making big hits at the line of scrimmage. He's just one of the, he's that dude. You know what I mean? Whenever you're, you're yep. game planning, you got a game plan for that dude. And that's Buda Baker, man. So I'm glad that he got the NFC Defensive Player of the Week this year, or this week. He deserves it. Uh, and hopefully the national media and football in general will start to take notice because this kid's special, man.
2: I am 100% on board with Buddha Baker. I tweeted during the game that I'm changing my Twitter into a Buda Baker fan page. The only thing that he's missing is size. That's it. He's got everything. He's got the instincts. He's got the intelligence. He's quick. He's fast. Um, you want to know where the ball is, watch Buda Baker. He's going to take you right to it. I was really impressed watching him this weekend against the Cowboys and how much of a difference maker he is when he's on the field. You saw the one game that he was off the field. Their defense looked completely different. Missing tackles. I mean, he sets the tone for that defense. And at the beginning of the season, I was like, oh, you know, Buda Baker, highest paid safety. All right. You know, I I was like, you know, he's good. He'll be a pro bowler eventually. But I didn't know if he deserved that. No, he deserves... He deserves that and maybe more um i would say jamal adams is you know just is cut from a a different cloth. maybe just because he's got the size um that to go along with that but they're both they play a similar position you know they're they're both uh they're they're racers they're gonna make the the open field tackles um so really impressed by buda baker and i think uh for the first time the cardinals defense looked really really solid without chandler jones as well
1: yeah, it was an impressive performance, albeit against a, a, a beaten up Dallas Cowboys team. I think we'll get our answers uh, in their next upcoming game against the Seattle Seahawks of how, how real this these past couple of weeks' uh, defensive performance have been. Guys coming up next, they're 3-3. Three and three but they're making a change at quarterback. It is two at a time in Miami. Is it the right decision? We'll get into it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Jordan
0: Simone, let me tell you a little bit about Earnhardt Auto Centers, locally owned and operated since 1951. A proud partner of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. 19 Arizona locations. They have 21 dealerships in total, 17 different brands. doesn't matter if you're north, south, east, or west. Wherever you're at in the Valley, Arcadia like Jordan, Chandler like uh, Schubert or Gilbert like myself. They got you covered for that new vehicle you got your eye on. They, they, they got it right there for you. And in cur- current times of social distancing, as you know, the Noble Express option, if you haven't heard us talk about this yet, Jordan has experienced it firsthand. It's outstanding. First of all, just oh, yeah. go to nobull.com. Click the Noble Express tab. You can do the entire buying process from right there at your home. You can test drive a vehicle that they'll bring right to your front door and let you, let you test drive the vehicle that you got your eye on out. You can do your financial application right there online. And once you're finished with the process... They're going to deliver your ride right there to your front door as well. You don't have to leave your house to experience the Earnhardt commitment to world-class service and low prices that absolutely cannot be beat. The Earnhardt name is a name you know you can trust. That's been a 68-year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and NoBull.com. That ain't noble. Chris Schubert.
1: That's my name. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. So, guys, I mentioned it there in the seats. Decision has been made and Brian Forrest, head coach of the Miami Dolphins, spoke to the media today about the decision to move on from Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going to go to the backup role, going to be holding that clipboard on the sidelines, being more of a mentor to the new starter there in Miami, Tua Tunga-Vailoa. We saw him at the end of that game come in as they were blowing out the New York Jets. He played in that final series. They now have a bye week. Then they will be playing in week eight, and that will be the time. The keys have been handed over to the car. It is now Tua's team. It is Tua time in Miami. Sean, I'll start with you on this one. Is this the right decision for the three and three Miami Dolphins who have a shot in the AFC East? Surprisingly, that is not a sentence I thought I would utter in week seven of the football season. They have a shot in the AFC East. Is it the right decision for them to move on you, to Tua? You
0: asked me, is it the right decision for the three and three Miami Dolphins? No, it is not. Is it the right decision for the 2021 Miami Dolphins? Yes, it probably is. Listen, based off of where where this team is and the timing of the decision, in my opinion, this clearly, this clearly was a plan that they had coming into the season. Right, we're going to start Tua after the bye week, because I don't think they realized where they might be. That Fitzpatrick might play the way that he has throughout the year. They're a game back of the Bills now that they lost on Monday to the Chiefs. Uh, the Patriots are two and three. They're under 500 at this time of the se- at this time of the year, first time since 2002. So the Dolphins are, I think, in a better position they- than they had anticipated, but they're clearly sticking with the plan they put in place in the offseason. You could see it in Fitzpatrick's body language throughout the game if you were watching the the Dolphins and the Jets. Uh, on the sideline throughout the game, they were really interacting with each other in terms of, of the footage on the, on the, the tablet. Uh, and then as soon as Tua went into the game, you saw Fitzpatrick you know, openly cheering on the sideline for him as he took the field. Like To me, that says this is a plan that Fitzpatrick knew was happening, that the organization had already put into place, and, and they're, they're going to stick with it. The question now, guys, and Jordan, I'll let you jump in here. The question is, uh, should you have changed your original plan or are you okay with essentially waving the white flag for 2020 and saying, we're going to find out who this kid is for 2021? Well, you know, I think
2: it's high risk, high reward. You put him out there, you get him a lot of experience early. I, you know, if, uh, you know, watching the dolphins, Fitz wasn't playing bad. He was actually playing pretty good. Uh, that's the reason that they were able to put two in at the end of that game last weekend is because Fitz went out and balled and, uh, Miami took care of business. Um, you know, is it the right decision? I don't know. You know, what has there been a plan from the beginning? Is this, has this always been what they wanted to do? Put him in mid-season. You know, really make sure that hip's good. Get him a lot of practice. Um, in this, uh, in this, uh, you know, with coronavirus, there was not a lot of time to prep. Um, not a lot of time, you know, to to get him out there and get his feet wet. So, you know, you see him out there for a series, and now you're like, boom, let's send it, let's go. Like he's our guy now. Like maybe, you know, you, the owner saw it and was like he looks healthy to me. Why aren't we playing him? We've drafted him, you know, with our first pick, let's go, let's move on. Um, let's move on from the old man fits. It just seems like, uh, it's, you know, it seemed like it was going to be Fitz's year to, to kind of, you know, help this team maybe make a playoff run or whatever the case may be. Um, but I think you throw Tua in, if he plays well, you look like geniuses.
0: I mean, you look, you look good, right? Tua goes in there and balls out. That's why I, th- I don't think it had much to do with what you saw this past weekend. I mean, he threw two passes. They they, they had him roll out to his left. And by the way, first yeah. uh, first lefty to play since 2015, mind you, in the National Football League. So it was kind of weird seeing him roll left and throw left. But, uh, so they, they I mean, two times you saw him throw the football uh, in mop-up duty. I don't think that had any part whatsoever in, in, in the decision-making. And that's why I believe this was a plan already in place. And by Fitzpatrick's reaction on the sideline, it clearly was something he already knew was going to happen, uh, because, like you mentioned, he's playing well. He's a competitor. I mean, he had two bad interceptions, one near the goal line. But hey, wh- what do you mean,
2: uh, Sean? What do you mean by uh, like he knew? What, what I, I makes think, you think I think they knew?
0: told based. On, I, don't, I don't know if you had and not many people watch the Dolphins and the Jets. I just happened to have it on on, on the NFL screen. You know what I mean? The the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the eight game screen on on. Sunday ticket, so I happened to be watching it towards the end of the game. And when Tua came into the game, Fitzpatrick walked to the sideline and had the biggest smile on his face and was like cheering him on, right? And then throughout the yeah. game, it's almost like they knew he was going to get an opportunity against the Jets because of the communication. And I know backup quarterbacks and starting quarterbacks usually communicate throughout the game as well, but there were many times when they went to the sideline with the camera and Tua was like sitting up against Fitz and they were sharing the same tablet, like looking at it. The- it almost yeah. appeared as if they were ready to get him time against the Jets, knowing that they were going to make the change following their bye week. So I believe this was something that the the Dolphins had set in place before the season started. Hey, Fitzpatrick, we're going to allow the kid to learn. We're going to make sure the hip is good. We're going to turn the keys over to him after the bye week so we can find out who he is going into 2021. It seems like that was the plan up front all along with the Dolphins. I'm speculating here, putting together the pieces that I've seen and and trying to make sense of this decision now, but I believe this was the plan from the offseason that Tua Tua was going to take over for Fitzpatrick following the bye week. Uh, and and because uh, to me there's no other reason why you would do it now you're three and three you're in the hunt in your own division you're in the hunt for that new seventh spot in the in the playoffs so this clearly was a plan from the get-go because it wasn't you saw him throw two passes on Sunday oh now he's ready this was clearly yeah. something that they had in, in motion from the get-go and they're gonna see this plan through whether it's the right decision or not, That's the question. Whether you're totally okay with telling your fans, hey, we're going to wave the white flag essentially here and put the kid in and see what he has for the next 10 games instead of trying to make a push here. Whether or not that's the right decision, I think, is the question. I think, and Jordan, you would know this side of it more than I would, if I'm a veteran in that locker room, maybe I got two, three years left, and I'm busting my butt to get to 3-3 and and put myself in a position for a playoff run, I don't know how I feel about pulling out the quarterback who's been having success and helping us get to this point. So there's a risk here in, in terms of making this move. Is it the right one? Whether or not this was your plan from the get go or not, was this the right move? I think that both of those areas need to be need to be discussed if you're the Dolphins. Chris?
1: Yeah, look, I I don't like the decision for a couple of reasons, right? You you're three and three. You have a shot to win this division. You played the Seahawks close a couple of weeks ago. You almost beat the Bills in week two. You could very easily be leading the AFC East right now with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I wonder if they were actually in first place if this is a different decision, but really what this boils down to for me, and I'm always big picture guy. I'm always long-term guy. I'm always, you know, analytics bear out over time. Give me give me a bigger picture to make a decision, right? But ultimately, you're saying by making this decision that we have more confidence in the 2021 and the 2022, 2023 Dolphins in making a big noise in the playoffs than we do the 2020 Dolphins. That's what you're saying by making this move. You're saying if we do somehow get ourselves into the postseason, we're just going to flame out. It's not really going to matter and it doesn't help us long term. You're betting. You're putting all the chips in the middle. You're at the blackjack table. You're hitting on 18 saying, hey, this team's gonna be really good in 2021, 2022. And I don't know if that jump immediately happens when you're Brian Flores, you're a young head coach, you're still building a culture, you're still bringing in talent that fit your image of what you want this team to be, You still haven't, quote unquote, learned how to win those games yet, right? As a head coach, you haven't learned and been in those types of games where you have to make those decisions in the fourth quarter to call the right play to win a game to keep your playoff hopes alive. And it's not just you're going to flip the switch next year with Tua at quarterback that these 10 games that he gets now in 2020 are going to make him a better quarterback in 2021 to make those decisions because you're not going to be faced with those decisions. Now, if Tua comes in and lights the world on fire and they can still make a playoff run, then they're playing with house money. Then they're going to look like geniuses for making this decision. But that I think is faulty logic. Cause I still think the process of how they got there was wrong.
2: I like it. I mean, what, what do you, why waste time, right? If the kid's healthy, you've like what you've seen from him in practice. They, they wouldn't, they wouldn't just throw him out there if they didn't think he was ready. And Brian Flores has always said from the beginning, we're going to put him out there when he's ready to go. We're not rushing him back by any means. So I, I like that. They're going to just say, you know what? We got a bye week here. Let's let's get him prepared. Let's get him ready, and let's throw him out there, man. It's our first. It's our it's our quarterback. It's our future, uh, you know. And everybody who's ever been around the kid just loves him. Says so he's a competitor. I mean, Nick Saban said that he's probably the, his his favorite player he's ever had, uh, best ambassador for for the University of Alabama. That says a lot, man. When the best college football coach of all time says this is our guy, I mean, he, he why not give him a chance? Look at what Herbert's doing in L.A. Nobody thought that he was going to be. Uh, as successful as he's been already uh, with the injury to Tyrod, so I
1: like it, man. Throw two in there, and let's roll. But Jordan, this isn't a this isn't an anti-Tua argument, right? I'm not saying anything against Tua. I'm talking about the process, right? Herbert had to play because Tyrod Taylor was hurt. Tua doesn't have to play in Miami. They can make the decision that we're three and three. We didn't expect to be here. We're going to try to compete for a playoff spot. We're keeping the player that gives us the best chance to win. You hear that argument all the time, right? In, in, um, in the beginning of the season, right? Well, we're going to put the, our starter is going to be the guy who gives us the best chance to win. And it's normally not the rookie because they want to give the rookie time. Well, that was what they did, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is the better quarterback right now. Right? Ryan Fitzpatrick gives this team a better chance to win than Tua does. It, it's just he's going to have to learn that, a though. lot. He's going to learn on the job. So you think, what, we we know, think he's going to come in and be just as good as Fitzpatrick?
2: I think we don't know the answer to that question. I think we're going to find out when we watch him.
1: So because of that, that's why the decision is wrong. Because you don't know and you're willing to risk an entire season, that's why I don't like the decision.
2: Yeah, but it's your future. This is the future. Like, hey. Let's get our guy the experience now while we can. Hey, we're we're great. We're a three and three team. Probably not going to make the playoffs, but all right. Let's let's keep going for it.
0: And that's throw in Tua. Right, and that's the and that's the that's the talking points right there. Like, which one of those directions is the right one? You know what I mean? What's better for the franchise taking a making a run out of postseason this year when more than likely you're going to slide in if you were to get in in the seventh seed, the new seventh seed in the in the in each in each conference, and your your reward for that is to get a, catch a beatdown from the Ravens or catch a beatdown from the Titans or you know whoever ends up at number two, or look long term and be able to go into the offseason with ten games, hopefully barring injury, ten games of film on your young quarterback and know exactly where you need to grow going into 2021. So those are those are that's what you're weighing. You're weighing two options here if you're if you're Flores and you're the Dolphins. You're weighing, okay, let's make a run and try to and try to win this NF this AFC East, which right now feels open after the Bills lost on Monday. You're only a game out. Or get 10 games of film under our belt with Tua. And know exactly where we have to grow going into 2021. Now, if if you roll the dice and he all, he explodes on the scene, and you're you're still able to make that run, as Chris said, I think that you're playing with house money. But those are the two options you're weighing. That, that that's that's by yeah. making this decision, you're you're weighing those two options. What is better for us? Continue to go status quo with Fitzpatrick and try to make a run, or put in or put in Tua and get 10 games under his, under his belt and we have film to know where we need to go in 2021 with the future three of the franchise. Two. Yeah, so th- that's what you're weighing, and that's what you're asking yourself, which one's better right now. And I believe the plan from the get-go was we're going to start Tua after the bye week. So they had already made up their mind, regardless of the fact that the team is now 3-3, three and three, they'd already made up their mind that they want to get 10 games following the bye, under their belt with Tua. That's what the decision was at the start of the year. That's the decision they're going to continue to make going forward. If he explodes in the scene, awesome. If he doesn't, at least we know where we're going for 2021 because I believe the numbers, Chris, that you were giving me in the pre-show meeting was they're a 70% long shot to make the playoffs anyway. Like Their odds of making the a, playoffs, yeah. even with Fitzpatrick, are in the 30s. So They have
1: you- a 34.5% chance of making the playoffs according to Football Outsiders and their DVOA, I know you hate this that is the best in the AFC East right now, so they're playing the best according to that metric of the teams in the AFC East with Fitzpatrick.
0: So, if you're a seventy percent long shot to even make the playoffs with Fitzpatrick, in my opinion, you're the 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 the. the 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 team is clearly making the decision that it's a long shot for us to make it anyway. Let's get the let's get the time under his belt with Tua. Let's know where we we where we need to go, where we need to improve going into 2021. So that's the decision they're making. Will it backfire on him? How the fan base will will respond? The one good thing they have going for him when it comes to the fan base: who doesn't want to see the the the. the, the the rookie first round pick, you know what I mean? From a fan yeah. base perspective, everybody wants to see what Tua does. So you're not going to get a lot of pushback from the fans, even though this team is in a playoff run right now, because they all want to see what Tua was able to do. So... You know, it's kind of a win-win situation for them. They're going to get the evaluation process that they want. The fan base isn't going to have that much a heartburn because they all want to see what the kid has to offer anyway. So that's the decision they made. Right or wrong, who knows? We'll find out long term. But uh, it is an interesting one because I don't believe even the Dolphins thought that they were going to be a game out. Six weeks into the season in the in the NFC in NFC or the AFC East, I should say. I don't think they thought they were going to be there, but that's where they are. And to their credit, I guess they're sticking with the plan they originally had in place.
1: And I'll end this with this: They are throwing Tua to, to the wolves when they come out of this. What's their schedule? They play a the Los Angeles Rams that <laughs> mm. first game back. Aaron Donald. So Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is going to welcome Tua to the league, and so is Jalen Ramsey. So he, they just need to be prepared for that. And then they play the Cardinals and the Chargers. Those are their three games coming out of the bye. And then they get a really soft schedule of Broncos, Jets, Bengals. That probably would have been a better spot to bring Tua in. Let Fitzpatrick run this three-game gamut. See if you can get yourself to five and four, six and three, and then make the tough decision. But nope, they are just, they're just—they're sticking with their plan, and I think they're throwing Tua to the Wolves in that game against the Rams. Should be fascinating. Hey, listen, it's a storyline we're going to watch the rest of the way to see how Tua plays because they've made this decision and they've stuck with it. It's its not going to be not fun. It's going to be entertaining. It's so that's we, at least we not. have that. We're going to have that the rest of the way. Uh, Jordan Simone, you are not here. On Friday for what I think is the most popular rated segment in Noble History. It is called The Line Is Right. You're going to get a chance to play. We'll do it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Jordan, that's the music. You're on assignment on Friday. The Line Is Right is a game that uh, Sean and I used to play back in the day. Yep. We used to do radio together. And, uh, hey, Sean, can you just let everybody know how your final pick in cashing in with Crespin did uh, on Monday night when you took yeah, the Cowboys plus uh, the uh, one-and-a-half?
0: We didn't cash in. We took the Cowboys, and uh, it was, it, w- it didn't go our way. It was close. It was close. Close. You, you were, there. Was, you were right there. You were right there. 26 and a half. You were close. I, I had Dallas plus one-and-a-half, so we were only 20-some-odd points off, guys. So At least uh, nobody
2: can call you a homer.
0: Not bad. <laughs> right. Not not bad. <laughs> no. So, If that gives you an idea of my gambling knowledge, I know the game of football, I just I suck at gambling. So, Jordan, the history behind this particular segment is I never know where the lines are. So my former radio partners in Chris Schubert and our our good buddy Mike Bauer used to give me a hard time when we started playing this game called The Line is Right, and we would have a a lunch bet based on whether or not I could get within one point of what the line of an NFL game is, and we get seven of them,
1: and i got to get four out of the seven correct. Alright? All right. You can is, play now. I got to play too. You're yes. going to play along, Jordan, but it's different now. When we play with two people, Sean, you don't get the one-point buffer. You have to be right. You what have to no, be closer no. than Jordan Simone. You don't get the buffer anymore. Okay, so the I just
0: got to be, be closer than Simone on this.
1: You got to be closer than Simone to, I, the, to, the, to the point, to the and I'll I let you know if you're right. So, Simone, I want you to be honest with me because I
0: know you like to partake a little bit on the weekends.
1: partaking l- for entertainment have purposes you, only. Have
0: you already looked at the lines this week? I have not. You haven't. You promised Ooh, okay. me. Okay, so no. this is good. Okay.
1: All right. No, I promise. So the, way right. Work, the way this will All work, the way this will work, is we'll be, we'll, we'll be biased towards Sean here, okay? I'm going to let Jordan go first. He'll put his number out there first. And then, Sean, if you want to use that information to your advantage, you can. Right. Jordan may throw numbers out there to confuse you. I will leave it up to Jordan how he chooses to play this. All but right, so Jordan will get to guess the line first. And then, Sean, you'll get to re- to rebuttal. And then All I'll right. tell you if you well, were We have right a lunch bet on this. Best Sean. four to seven. All right. You're, here we go. Okay, so I have picked seven games. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of these lines, courtesy of the most recent numbers that I found on Bet Online, as of we're recording this podcast. Game number one: Jordan Simone. the Pittsburgh Steelers go on the road to take on the Tennessee Titans. What Ooh. is the line? Game of the week. Man, that is going to be a really fun game to watch.
2: It's it's at Tennessee. Yep, it is at
1: Tennessee. Yes, I'm going to say it's a pick'em. Pick them. Okay. So it didn't give Sean any information. Jordan, I already love that you're playing in this game already. All right. I'm going to go and have your sound effects ready, Schubert. The sound S- effects are ready. It took me a little bit to set them you up. Know, here, you
0: though. guys know how big I am on, on the Steelers. I'm going to go Steelers yep. favored in this one. But because you're on the road, Steelers minus one and a half.
1: Sean right out Crespin. of the shoots. On the money, it is Steelers minus one and a half. Wow. All right. That is what it is. Steelers minus one and a half. And I will let you know, I cannot make this up. The page just refreshed. It is now a pick'em. So Sean, I'm gonna have to take it away from you. No, you're I have to take it away. It refreshed while we were sitting here and it became a pick'em. So Sean, you are incorrect. Jordan Simone gets the point. I'm sorry. I, I cannot make this up. In real time, it updated to a pickle. (laughs) So, Sean Crestman is 0-1 on the deck. Game number two. The look on your face right now. Hang on a
0: second. That's it. I stopped the music. That's it. I'm not playing this. All right, buddy. You're
1: full of it. All right, man. You are absolutely full of it. I I cannot make it up. It just changed in real time. So, game number two, Jordan Simone, the Bills at the Jets. Bills at the Jets. I'm going to
2: say Bills plus...
1: Bills plus.
2: No, I'm sorry. Bills minus. No, let him go. I'm gonna say Bills. Bills minus eleven.
1: Bills
0: minus eleven. Sean it's, Crespin. It's, uh, ooh, that's a big number. It's uh, that's what the Chiefs' line was over the Raiders the other week. I don't think it's that know much how of that a difference. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Bills minus nine and a half. Whoever's closer gets the point.
1: Jordan Simone will get the point. It opened at Bills minus 10. It is now sitting at Bills minus 13. Bills minus 13 is the current line. Sean Crespin, 0 for 2 to start the program today. Panthers at Saints, Jordan.
2: Panthers at Saints. I'm going to say Saints minus 8. Panthers at Saints.
0: Let's go. Let's go. I think that's too big of a number. I'm gonna price his right your ass right here. Let's go Saints minus five and a half.
1: Sean, if you're gonna price his right them, all you had to do was go Saints minus seven and a half, and you would have gotten it because that was the number. So Saints minus eight is closer. Wow, I'm gonna I'm on give on it to Jordan, right Jordan Come game, on, this dude. Game sucks, man. Right on this game sucks. You were right there. This game sucks. Over three. Cowboys at, at the Washington. Football team, Jordan. Cowboys at the Washington football team. And you know what? I'm gonna give a freebie out to you guys. I will tell you what this line opened at. You can use this information how you want. The line opened at Cowboys minus three. It is not there currently, I'll tell you that. Wow, this is just gonna be a, a crapshoot of a game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say
2: I'm gonna say Cowboys. Cowboys minus five and a
1: half. Mm. Cowboys minus five and a half. That's
0: too much. Let's go Cowboys minus two and a half.
1: Sean Cressman's on the board. You guys are both wrong, though.
0: Uh, that's all right. I got the point. <laughs> <to pick 'em. laughs>
1: it's it a pick It's a pick This game is a pick right all now. Right. All right. I'm on a roll now. I just got to get three straight. Game, game number five, the mm-hmm. Chiefs at the Broncos. Okay. Jordan Simone. Chiefs at Broncos. I like the Chiefs.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm going to probably take the Chiefs on this one. The Chiefs are probably minus nine.
0: You're looking at so Chiefs up.
1: minus nine is Jordan Simone's official guess.
0: Is it above or below that? Let's go. Mm, that's a good number, Simonia. That's damn it. Let's go. I promise you I've not looked at Let's the lines go Chiefs, and I don't have anything up. Chiefs minus eight.
1: The line opened at Chiefs minus nine and a half. It is currently Chiefs minus ten and a half. Jordan wow. Simone on a roll here on the program. He's already won. Already game number six, ass. Sean. You can't win. You can't win, but we can. You know, for entertainment purposes only, we can send you away yeah. with some parting gifts. The garbage Jaguars at time. the Chargers, Jordan Simone. Jags <laughs> he can add the garbage say, time stats.
2: Let's say <laughs> Chargers, Chargers minus six
0: and a half. Chargers <laughs> minus six and a half, Sean. It's too much. Let's go. Let's go. Chargers minus five.
1: I almost hit it before you even started talking. It's Chargers minus nine right now. It opened at seven is and a half, and it's Chargers minus They're nine. They're playing the Jags, bro. Nine. Yeah, I know. But man and the last game, uh, the last game here, just to test both of you. God, I suck at this game. Seahawks Cardinals. Seahawks at the Cardinals is mm, our final game is... of the segment and of the show. This is our last thing we're yeah. going to do on the show today. Mm-hmm. So. This is the one. So, Simone, that I... I'm putting you to the test here.
2: Yeah, this is the game I'm most excited about. For the weekend obviously i think it's going to be a showdown two of the best quarterbacks you got kyler murray who's basically a younger smaller faster russell wilson
0: um i'm gonna go seahawks minus three and a half
1: seahawks minus three and a half sean crespin
0: question is how much are the wise guys buying that
1: cardinals monday night performance three and a half is a good number um if I would know, you know uh, what I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna mm-hmm. screw with him, Jordan. I'm gonna screw with him. Three and a half is what it opened at. Jordan is right on the money that it opened at three and a half. So what you want to do with that information, Sean, is totally up to you now. <laughs> Cardinals. Jordan said three and a half. Let's Jordan do- said three and a half, and that's what it opened at. Right, and I bet, C- it went, I bet you
0: went. I bet you went down to two. I was, I was just gonna say Seahawks minus three, so I can get this point. Let's go with that. Yeah, I bet you it went down.
1: Very good, Sean. It is Seahawks minus three. I had to literally give you the answer to Full be able to, to really get Full disclosure, I really think about right. that. Like,
0: what do I say, do yeah.
2: I? Yeah, well, dude, this is why. The Cardinals always beat the Seahawks for some reason. It's the weirdest well, thing. Well, normally
0: so the Cardinals... Saw, saw well, that. not in Seattle, in Seattle. Not in Arizona. Not it's normally here. In it's, Seattle. It's really weird. The Cardinals are terrible against Seattle here. But in Seattle, of all things, which is one of the most yeah. difficult places to play, they they find a way to win football games. But, all right, so Simone wins that, that one five to Sean two. Crespin,
1: Two and five record on week two of the line is right. Uh, remember, Sundays, Noble Live, you can catch cashing in with Crespin where Sean gives out <laughs> some of the best gambling advice you yeah. can find AM for on entertainment Sundays. purposes mm-hmm. only. Uh, one and two for a couple straight weeks here, Sean. you got to bounce back uh, this week. Uh, guys, wrapping up, uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. You can follow me at Shoe Radio. Crespin, you can follow him at S SCrespin02. You can follow Jordan Simone at Jordan Simone 38. And Jordan, what do all the people need to do? Subscribe. Yes, so you can subscribe to the podcast, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, hey, everywhere that you get your podcast, it is you know available. So go ahead.
2: They need to do is yeah, shave I, your gonads. I, I, can, I can only guess here. <laughs> go ahead. Shave your gonads. Go to Manscaped. Use our code Noble. Help the mm, show out, man. If again, you're a fan of the show, go... Go buy yourself something off uh, Manscape. They've got underwear. They've got that ball powder that Sean needs when he goes uh, on the road for ASU games. He's running up and down flights Not of stairs. Not lying. Not lying. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Every every time. Hey, man, you got extra ball powder? No, because <laughs> we didn't have Manscape. Now that's, we do. Go to that's Manscaped. the kind of love we have for each Noble. other, though.
0: That's the kind of love we have. We share each other's ball powder, Jordan. That's the kind of man. That's kind of love that we have for each other. So I appreciate that. Thank you. So, much.
1: <laughs> so you can use the promo hey, code Noble. To share
0: <laughs> your ball powder anymore <laughs> go to
2: manscape use the uh, code noble
0: <laughs> it's supposed to start november 1st but the code is live by the way again uh, appreciate it and uh no but no go to manscape.com no all capitals no space no bulls the uh the code for 20 uh, percent off and free shipping as well so uh all right schubert on that note you can you can wrap this up you can take it away really we're yeah. good now you guys are we're done good. i can i, I can think wrap so. up the show now you guys are good yeah.
1: okay mm-hmm. so thanks everybody for yeah, listening so- and we'll talk to you on friday